Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 10th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. How you doing, Bless? Tim, I'm doing pretty good this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's it was yeah. a Fall Guys weekend. I got that oh, yeah. crown. I got that dub. Feeling good about it. The you got the dub. Of, the amount of second place wins I got was so infuriating that I was like, I'm not gonna stop playing until I get first place, and I did, and it felt damn good. Bless, dude. Have it you feels won yet? great. I, I have I have one. I've only gotten one win. I did it on stream. Uh, Andy Ooh. Cortez helped me. Yeah. So people have watched our Fall Guys Let's Play that we uploaded. Uh, oh, on yeah. Kind of funny games. Uh, yeah, it came down. It was it was the tail game, which I'm gonna put it all on the table. I hate all the tail tail games and Fall They're Guys. They're so good. I love them. Really? You like the tail? I'm so bad at at grabbing a tail in the games. Like something <laughs> about it. That I, tail bless. Something about the physics of it just is is way off for me uh that i'm never able timing thing i also can't grab the tails to save my i'm so bad at it i'm so bad at it and so anytime there's a tail game like oh no um but it came down to essentially yeah like it was like the 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 last four uh and it came down to like last person who has the tail wins Mm -hmm. and andy was there for me andy was like hey we got this what we'll do is you know once i get the tail uh i being andy once andy Mm -hmm. gets the tail he'll run around and pass it off to me at the last second and it worked perfectly. I got my first win. Got my only win. Um, but I'm like you, Tim, where I've gotten so many second place finishes in Fall Guys, and I don't know, like I don't know how I've gotten this many second place finishes because it's statistically at this point unlikely that I finished second place this many times. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. But dude, what a freaking game, man! I love it. Like oh, yeah. as a Nintendo kid, this game speaks to me on a level unheard of. It's a little bit of Mario Chase from Nintendo Land yes. mixed with. Just various good Mario Party minigames. There's a couple mini games that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this one. But that's that's kind of the fun of it, right? Where it's just like I, I love the egg game. The egg basket game. I, see, I, I like the egg game. I love I it. Hate that game. So it adds like, a bit of unpredictability that does kind of fuck everything up. Where it's like if your team kind of sucks, you're screwed. Have but you guys I, been with a team that's just like, I guess we don't understand the fucking rules? Cause like at one point we got like four eggs and everyone else got like twenty. It sucked. So, Kev, there was one round where um, I wasn't on that team, but I was on the team that would have dominated your team because we ended oh, yeah. up with every single egg except for one. Whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how a much great do you feeling. Think, how much do you think you contributed to that? Pretty well, dude. This is my type of game, See, man. The thing is, with the egg game, I feel like it's about getting an early lead. Like, if you can start off good, usually you can get off scot-free and leave it to the other, team, other two teams to figure out who's going to be in last place. My thing is, most of the team games... I'm not gonna say most. Half of the team games I don't like, and you know that that kind of contributes to the idea of oh yeah, like what's next mini game? Oh dang, or oh let's go, yeah. right? Like this the fall ball. I think that's the that's the soccer one. Fall ball. Oh man, I love fall ball. I'm all about fall ball. Like my Rocket League uh, instincts kick in, my FIFA instincts kick in, pun intended, and I'm usually able to dominate in fall ball. But when it comes to uh, uh, jinxed, hate jinxed. Oh, hate jinxed I love jinxed, dude. Jinx oh, dude, is I'm so bad. Awesome. Jinx is fun. It's, I love it because I love that there's the dynamic shift where all of a sudden it's like run away, run away, run away. Once you get it though, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm about to fuck these motherfuckers up. And oh, yeah. I love when it gets, it always gets down to like three on each team left. 
and you're just trying to find someone and when you can see it happen where like the mob notices one of them doesn't have it and then everyone just like kind of erodes around it it is oh yeah awesome. this it, game, it legitimately turns man. into um world war z at a certain point where yeah. it's just like yeah. a whole mob after 100%. one person it's terrifying tim we're so gonna good. keep talking about fall guys we're also gonna keep talking about things such as more xbox series s leak s leaks and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when you get stuff wrong we're going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping greg andy tim and kevin have a have an hour and a half long avengers let's play up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and i missed that how'd that go it was fun man how come you missed it uh, i had to go do leave stuff for a gotcha. new cool. and also cool. i'm not Congrats too into the game <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a super fun Let's Play. Kevin was in rare form, which at some point, it's not rare form. It's just the form that Kevin takes. And uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. We played for a long time. I was the Hulk, busting things up, smashing some shit the only way I know how. I hear you. Um, you you're, you're into that Hulk gameplay, right? Yeah. I, I feel like Man. I'm the only person in the world that's that's kind of feeling Hulk. Yeah. But, I feel wait, like what? usually really? when I ask people, people are, people are not feeling Hulk when yeah. I People don't I like around. Hulk? Everyone, in the game. man. Oh, yeah. They're hating what? Haters, but he dude. can pick up big-ass rocks and throw them. And that's fun to do. And I do that quite often. Um, but, yeah, it's. I will say that – so I, I, I did the, the harm challenges. Like, on during the stream, I got the little um, nameplate or whatever from the from the beta. Mm-hmm. When we were doing Let's Play, it didn't pop. But when I reloaded it again, then it popped, which was really weird. But, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know how much more I got in me for this game. I enjoy really? it quite a bit. I think it might it really is going to depend on uh what groups of people end up playing and at the rate that they play and all that stuff i'm going to play through the story because i want to know what happens um but i don't know if i'm going to be uh, continuously coming back but then again the dlc can get me and that's all it has to do i I don't need to be playing this thing every day of my life but if this game can get me to coming back to it once every two months for a Mm -hmm. two-hour little romp through hawkeye's world or whatever i'm in a romp through hawkeye's world i'm into it uh we have cool friends for today's already live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and or not kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services uh, it features steven spawn Khalif adams elise willems and a conversation on how to be a better ally in 2020 so check that out again on youtube.com slash kind of funny thank you to our patreon producers mom and muhammad and blackjack today we're brought to you by quip and klarna but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with our number one, Fall Guys is a smash hit. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Brightly colored Battle Royale Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout has shifted 2 million copies on Steam since its launch on August 4th. The game is also currently available on PS4, where it is part of this month's PlayStation Plus offering. There's no word yet on how many more people out there are playing. Uh, but clearly Fall Guys is off to a brilliant start and far better than expected, as its servers, as its server's early teething issues, issues showed. So many people turned up on day one, uh, it had to be taken off on, offline for maintenance. There were further issues at the weekend as yet more players flooded in. 
Developer Mediatonic has said it is working on a longer-term fix. Over the weekend, Fall Guys had more than 100, 100k people playing on Steam at the same time, more than GTA 5, and was doing particularly well on Twitch. Today, publisher Devolver Digital said 23 million minutes of Fall Guys had now been watched on the streaming service platform, and that the game game was now the company's biggest ever launch. Quote, it, it has been overwhelming and humbling to watch the launch and reception of Fall Guys, Mediatonic boss Paul Croft said. Uh, he continues, we're incredibly grateful to all our players for their support and have big plans for the game in the future. We're thrilled by the response and can't wait and can't and can't quite believe how beloved our little jelly beans have already become. Tim, does this surprise you? Not at all. Um, but it does make me extremely happy. This is one of those games that everybody knew was going to be special when you first saw it uh, at PAX or whatever it was, when they, or whatever, um, not directs, but whatever like showcase that this was first seen. Mm-hmm. Everyone that saw it was like, this game this is going like to be fun. This looks, looks like, like it's going to be fun. And they did it. Like the, I, the, the thing that's most impressive is they kind of you know, answered the call to the promise of what this game could be, where anyone can pick up and play and have an equal amount of fun an equal amount of frustration, an equal amount of that Nintendo magic. We were talking about this, I think, a little bit. It might have been a second ago, and it might have been before the show. I don't really remember, but I'm going to repeat myself again if if I brought it up earlier on this show. But there is such a quintessential Nintendo-ness to this. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's the randomness mixed with fun, but there is actual skill involved as well. And it's like the, the, the wait between minigames when it's cycling through and you're just like, I don't know which one's coming up next. That is so thrilling and it's such a one more match one more match one more match type game and the fact that these games last what max seven minutes it feels Mm -hmm. to get to a a winner announced like it's so easy to just get right back in there and you have the equal drive to get back in whether you were eliminated in the first round or if you won you want to just keep going right and i feel like that type of thing is such a great game to be shown off on twitch the moment you see someone twitch streaming it you want to play so you want to get it. It being on PlayStation Plus as a free game is going to be the greatest thing to ever happen to this game. We saw it with uh, Sea of Thieves recently where that game, thanks to Game Pass, got in so many new people's hands that by the time it came to Steam, it sold a million. And it's like, that's so impressive and so crazy. This two million on Steam already, in addition to all the people playing on PS Plus, in addition to their commitment to uh, having plans, big plans for this game in the future, like we can kind of, Imagine what those are going to be, right? Like bigger custom lobbies, team games, more mini games. All of that stuff yes. is extremely exciting. That That's the most exciting thing about this story for me is what the implications of this are, right? Because this means like that, that yeah, in the future, they're going to be doing more stuff in this game. They're going to be adding more content. And that's something that they probably already had planned anyway, because it seems like it's going to be that type of game. But 2 million copies sold on Steam and the amount of, of Fall Guys that's being watched on Twitch is going to elevate this to another level as, as far as what the potential can be. Like, I very much expect more mini games added. I very much expect more cosmetics, but what can we expect from that? Like, we've seen on Twitter them interacting with um, uh, The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk to see if they can get, like, some crossover content going, right? Like, I think there's so much potential for that uh, in terms of what they do with their battle pass and how they how they build that out. Like, there's so much potential for that. Mm-hmm. This is, for me, this was shocking to me, you know, seeing... Uh, such high numbers for this game, especially for an indie game, right? Being published by Devolver Digital, like as they said in the story, this is Devolver Digital's biggest ever launch for a game, which is 
wild because you think about Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital isn't a new company. Devolver Digital has been around for a while, right? They've been yeah. around for the last generation of games. And like they've had a lot of game launches. None like this. Granted, most most of all digital games are single player, like smaller, like five hour experiences. Fall Guys is a different type of game for them. And this makes me think that Fall Guys is probably not going to be the last Fall Guys for Devolver Digital. Like I imagine this <laughs> makes them go like, oh, shoot, like we can have a game that is this this. I mean, for all intents and purposes, right, an indie game that is creative, unique, has attitude, has style, is very Devolver, but at the same time, can have such a wide reach and can be multiplayer and can and can have monetization like post launch monetization. Yeah. I wonder what that does for Devolver as a company and makes them look at their. I wonder if that makes them look at their catalog and their portfolio in a different way. In, uh, that makes them step out from what we traditionally see from them. Um, but man, what a what a great launch! Um, and it, to what you're saying too, this shows the power of PS Plus. Um, because yeah, if this if this game doesn't come out free on PS Plus, I'm sure it still sells great on Steam because a big part of this is the Twitch numbers too. But yeah. still, like everybody having access storm, to this, man. it is it is the perfect storm. Yeah, it's like you can't really you can take out any one piece of this, and yeah, things would look slightly different. But I think that it's we don't need to do that. This is how it happened, and the game is a major success right now. Like I'm I'm so excited about this because this could potentially give Devolver so much more uh kind of resources and ability to to grow this game into something that is even bigger than it already is like i can yeah. see fall guys being something that if they nurture it correctly over the next couple of years being something we're still talking about in a couple of years a la uh rocket league yes yeah and and that's actually a, a thing i've been talking about quite a bit with greg on ps i love you is when i did my first i'm gonna call it a preview even though i don't know, I don't know if technically it's a preview but when i played the the beta on pc and talked about it on ps I love you like I really liked the beta. I thought the game was I thought the the game was and is fantastic. My whole thing though is the longevity of it. I don't know if this game has the Rocket Leagueness to it. I don't know if it has that competitive nature to it. I don't know if it has that long tail because it very much is a party game. Like it is a game you come in, you play you you play for a night with your friends, you have a good time, and I don't necessarily think this game has those hooks that those like I gotta keep playing hooks to it, you know, over yeah. a long period of time. I think these sales and its success on Twitch let it lend this game into becoming that. Like I think I could very I could very well see uh Mediatonic adding in those hooks, like figuring out like, okay, what what are the things that keep people coming back? All right, how do we how do we make our battle pass system better? Because I think it's good, but I think I think it could be better. Like there are things that they can improve on this improve in this game, and there are things they can add into this game that I think have people could have people coming back to it like something like Rocket League, for example. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, the I think a big X factor here is the mainstream appeal that this game could have if it's just put in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. And that gets hard because, you know, things like Fortnite, they have the ability to reach out to licenses like Marvel or Star Wars or whatever it is, uh, DC, to get like specific character skins and all that stuff. Like, can you imagine if Fall Guys had that? And I think there were uh, a ways away from that because I don't think Devolver has that type of clout or reach um mm -hmm. or, or money whatever it is um but i can imagine things like a shovel knight skin you know or like yeah. like, a, like kind of like what oh, we yeah. saw with with ub do with like brawlhalla where at, at some point just like any smaller character is going to make an appearance here like that stuff could be really cool and i feel like that really could help push this to be an even bigger deal but eventually can you imagine if there were avengers skins in this <laughs> like Dude, people I mean would pay for that shit <laughs> 
I think there's I think there's a chance that could happen in the future, right? Like when we think of Fortnite, when Fortnite first came out, nobody thought Fortnite was going anywhere. Like Fortnite was pretty much dead in the water for months until they added Battle Royale. Even that took quite a bit to ramp up and get people in. Fall Guys on Twitter already has 447.8k followers. 447,000 yeah. followers. Like that, that's nuts, man. That is nuts. Like that is more than a lot of AAA games have on Twitter. Like this game is having that type of success right now. Um, and so if they keep building and if these streaming numbers keeps consistent and people are people are people continue to pay attention to them, I just locked my computer. I don't even know if you can still hear me or see me. Yeah, we can. We can hear. You. Okay, sweet. I just unlocked. Um, if that continues, then yeah, I could see those those deals happening, right? Like Dude, again, totally. this cyberpunk thing might happen for them, and that's just that's that that right there is just one point, right? Like Absolutely. that continues. And and the moment you get one, if if kind of funny has learned anything in our uh, small small life of the last five years, it's that every single time one crazy thing happens to us, it opens the door for ten more crazy things. Because all of a sudden you hit this point where it's like, oh well, they had this guy on, which kind of means that they could have anyone on, and then it just kind of mm-hmm. like you know, uh, snowballs like that. And I feel like with this, all the, if cyberpunk signs up, everyone's going to be like, well, if they did it, we should probably be doing it too. And then it's, you just kind of fall upwards. Yeah. No, like, I mean, exactly. But real exactly. talk though, I think that there's still a, there's this game can blow up even bigger than it already is. It's on that precipice right now, but there, you need to convince the mainstream that are people that aren't considered gamers to give this game a shot in the same way that they would a Mario Kart or a Mario Party. This game has that mm-hmm. appeal. Yes. And if you get this in the hands of the, you know, the non-gamers everywhere, the, the people sitting on the couch next to you while you're playing a game, this could be a game changer, man. Dude, I could I, I think this game has the potential to be the second Animal Crossing this year. Like not necessarily selling as much as Animal Crossing by any means, but mm-hmm. you know, occupy that same space of the game that comes out Everybody's still at home. People are bored. That that means video game sell uh, video game sales are skyrocketing skyrocketing up, right? And it it is that perfect storm of hey, it's a family game. Anybody can play it. Hey, it's yeah. free on PlayStation right now. Let's get it. Oh, the kids are watching their favorite streamers stream it. Cool. Oh man, it's readily available. Or oh wow, I can get it on my PC right now on Steam. Okay, cool. And that just snowballs continually, continually, continually until boom, like it's 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 everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think it can be on its way to that. And I think it's it's a matter of time before we see. Last thing I want to bring up, and I am super not informed in all this, so there might be something that halts this in its tracks, but when does this game come to other consoles? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. When does this game come to Game Pass? See, that'll be, oh my God, that'll be a big, a big get for this game if they're able to get their, uh, get on Game Pass, right? That plus like i i imagine this game could run on switch pretty uh i'm not gonna say pretty easily but fine mm-hmm. um when this game gets on switch what does that do for the game like this game still has so much potential to grow Bless. what about mobile think about yeah it. think I can about that. I can think about that. the install base of like th- this game could be fucking huge man oh it's so it's only a matter of time video games are cool video games are cool speaking of video games being cool story number two xbox series s has been confirmed in a leak. This is from Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is rumored to be unveiling its second cheaper next-gen Xbox console this month, and it looks it looks like it'll definitely be called Xbox Series S. The Verge has obtained photos of Microsoft's new next-gen con- Xbox controller in white, 
complete with pack- packaging that mentions the Xbox Series S. Twitter user Zach S was able to purchase the controller today, and we've confirmed it's genuine. The new controller was sold on a, on a resale site today, and by today, I think this is like last weekend, uh, and the side of the packaging notes that the controller works with both Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles. Microsoft has not officially unveiled an Xbox Series S yet, nor has the company even confirmed a white Xbox Series X controller. Tim, this mm-hmm. is another, another hit in the hits that keep on coming for Xbox Series S slash Lockhart uh, leaking. Again, through this white controller, um, which it is, I feel like it's kind of a weird way for this to leak, right? Because like, I'm guessing this controller is somehow going to be, maybe the, Ser- maybe the Series S is like a white console, thus lending I mean, itself a white controller. That's Who exactly, knows? that's what this gen was. With the with the Xbox One X and Xbox One S, yeah, the S was white and the X was black, um, so that wouldn't be surprising. I hope that that's not the case. Selfishly, um, I want the white version of the Xbox Series X in this room very badly um, to go with the sexy ass white PS5. Um, but I I I, I got to imagine it's going to be the white S and the black X. Um, the controllers will be compatible with both, so that doesn't matter. So we see on the actual. What the, the controller that leaked that showed this off shows the box of the series of, of this controller and it's called Robot White and it says that really big on the side. So you got to yeah. imagine that they have some other whatever. Like give give me a name blast for the black one. Um. Uh. Uh. Dark Knight Black. Dark Knight Black. It says it right there on the side of the box and then at the top it says Xbox Series X dash. Why would they call X. it Robot White? It's not like all robots are white, you know. Hey, like you know a what? lot of black robots. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true um but anyways i i think that uh this this leaking this way and being confirmed this way is just another hit of the who gives a shit story right where yeah. it's just like we know this thing is coming this will go down in history as the most bizarre hardware launch year of all time where we are months away presumably from these consoles coming out we still don't know the price we still don't officially know that there is another <laughs> xbox console now we kind of do it's like such weird shit but it's like who cares we know we're all talking about this we're all on the same page here we know what the fuck this is we know what it's gonna be so whatever <laughs> great mr lizard writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says what's up blessing and tim well, it looks like the cat is out of the bag. The Xbox Series S is more real than ever now after the controller leak. Do you think Xbox will just admit that it's real by tweeting out the announcement like they did with, with the Halo Infinite multiplayer being free to play? If they don't, when do you think we'll see an official announcement? Honestly, I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they did. And I don't think it would really matter <laughs> any which way. I think that they're trying to hold back on, on announcing it because I think they feel like they want to announce it with a price and they want to wait to do yeah. that until they announce the price and date of the other one. And they want to wait to do that until PlayStation does. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did be like, Oh yeah, yeah the series S is real. More details later. You know, I don't, I don't see them coming out and being like, here's the price. It's cheap as fuck. Yeah. Yet. No, like I, I think we, we have to assume that this is planned and has been planned to be announced this month. Mm-hmm. And we're already so close, you know, that with that being the case that, yeah, I could see them holding it. Like, I, it's not Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer being free to play is, I, I think, something that you're able to drop like that because it's not necessarily as big as a, a whole console launch, right? This is something that you want to, really? 
I mean, because think about it. Like at Game Awards, they just announced the Series X, and how did they announce it? By showing a box. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm going to say, like, if they, if they have something like that planned for, let's say, opening night live, which is, like, still my theory, is that you just do it there the same way you did Xbox Series X, then why not wait? Why not just still drop that news at opening night live and have everybody go, like, oh, shit. Oh, snap. All right. It's here. Um, and, like, you know, own, like, own, own that night, own that space. I, that said, like, with it being as leaky as it is, with it being such an open secret, I could also see them just being like, all right, let's just tweet it out. Here, here's my thing. Like, my perspective on this is it truly doesn't matter. Like, we're here talking about it because that's what we do here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. We talk about gaming news. I don't think Microsoft's looking at this being like, oh, man, they know our secret. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're kind of just like, all right, everyone's talking about this. If you're in the know, you already know what's happening. If you're not in the know, it doesn't pertain to you. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, I think that the amount of people that are just like, they're looking at this being like, wow, cat's out the die, Microsoft, like you need to do something. What do they need to do? Like <laughs> they're, they're trying to sell shit. They're mm-hmm. going to sell shit. And it's like the, the series, if you have seen the last generation, this generation of the Xbox One X and the One S, if you understood that, you're going to understand the next thing. This is not confusing marketing. This is not confusing branding. When we have the full slate of answers of release date price for both the lower version and bigger version on the PlayStation side and Xbox, the market's going to understand what's going on. There's no rush to announce these things, but I think at the same time, it could be announced right now and it wouldn't fucking matter. Nana Ball just writes in to patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games and says, hi guys, over the weekend, we got more leaks about the, uh, about the, the Xbox white controller mentioning the series S, but now it's an, now it's the actual controller and packaging. Both leaks so far were from Chicago, so with Xbox Series X slash S stuff clearly in full production, and these items are being stolen from production facilities, are we closer to the Xbox launch than we think? Additionally, on the other side of the coin, why haven't we seen any PlayStation leaks slash stolen products in the wild yet? Could Xbox be further along in production than PlayStation? Is this a sign that we'll see Xbox's stuff come to shelves and our hands first? Man, we are so close, I can almost taste it. Shame we still have a... Uh, shame we still have a wall of quote no pricing info in our in our way still thanks the nanobiologist tim do you think the fact that xbox series s is leaking all over the place means we'll, we'll get it sooner than we think um no i still think that the series S. I, I i think at this point it has to be a november launch like earlier this year i predicted that we're gonna get the xbox like significantly earlier than the playstation and i just don't think that's the case anymore but i wouldn't be surprised if they start putting out like the the new controllers and hardware and making that switch over early like mm. these controllers wouldn't be surprised if they started getting in the wild and microsoft was like hey you can get the controllers now because why yeah. not especially like with what they're pushing of it's compatible with the current xbox and your current controllers are going to be i can see them just phasing out the you know current controllers yeah, and hardware xbox One controllers and then just shifting over and like they can do that as early as next week and it wouldn't really matter Yes. And I, I 100% agree. Like, I think that's the big thing, right? Like, what is the point of, like, not having the Xbox Series S controller or Series X controller available already when it's pretty much the same controller with a share button, right? Like, that's not, that's not a thing that has to come out day and date with the console to make that big splash. Like, you can, you can, you can gradually switch that out or gradually phase, uh, phase the Xbox Series X controller in and have it be, not as big of a deal because it is it is an incremental upgrade. It is not this big innovation in the controller the way that the dual sense is. Mm-hmm. And so I ex- I expect to see that before uh before the actual console comes out. 
But bless, do you think there's a chance that the Xbox comes out in October? No. I would be shocked. Um, especially because we haven't gotten the price yet. Like, I'm, I'm still at the place where I am surprised we don't have the information that we usually would have. And of course, like the world's in a weird place. And so I, yeah. I understand how pandemic has affected everything. But the fact that we're expecting these consoles, like, I mean, holiday is how, is how they've been saying it, right? But mm-hmm. presumably November, if things are standard, which things haven't been standard. But let's just say November. How are we in August and we don't know how much these things cost? Dude, it's... Like, Utterly insane. But like you said, things are different right now. And like at the end of the day, because things are different, I keep saying this, but these consoles are going to sell out immediately. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think both Microsoft and Sony know, like, I think the point of panicking of like, oh man, we got to get this information out. We're so past that, that we're now transitioned all the way through one extreme to the other of them being like, it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is us getting the right price going forward. Because once you set a price, you can't. Yeah. You can't take that back. You can't take it back. So it's like they're going to put that out there and it's just like you can't do a price increase after. You can only do decrease. So it's like it behooves both companies to wait for the other one to go first to kind of see what they're playing with. And it's definitely Microsoft with the their kind of like hands to their chest being like, hey, you're going first. <laughs> we have nothing to lose here. So I think the money's really on PlayStation to kind of take that first leap. And it's going to be it's going to be hard for them yeah. to do but at the end of the day they can wait until a week before the console comes out if that's when they put up pre-orders yeah i mean they're both playing the same game right now like they're both playing that game of chicken and it's gonna be interesting to see which one goes first presumably this month but again we'll see though keeping with the xbox news uh story number three microsoft has quietly dropped the xbox 2020 uh, uh, lingo, and this is this comes from actually from an update on their original blog post where they announced Xbox 2020. Uh, they write, Xbox has a massive year ahead of us. After reassessing our programming for the rest of the year, we've decided to stop using the Xbox 2020 phrasing as it as it implied that we will be releasing information in one way only through a dedicated monthly show. We've got so much more news to share about Xbox Series X, new games like Halo Infinite, and cloud gaming via Xbox Game Pass. We're going to share that news in a variety of ways. It may, it may sometimes be a dedicated show, YouTube videos, partnering with others, or sharing the latest via Xbox Wire. We want to stay flexible with how we connect with you. And this I find interesting because I, I think the main reason for this is because they kind of boggled it in June, where they came out in May and they're like, hey, Xbox 2020 is happening. You're getting inside Xbox with third-party games coming out for next-gen. Be excited. We got uh, uh, first party games being announced in the Xbox Game Showcase in July. And in June, we're doing something. And in June, nothing happened. At, like, as far as I understand, maybe a blog post happened, but like no, nothing, nothing of consequence happened. happened. Nothing yes. for Xbox 2020 happened. This whole it's so mind blowing to me with as different as this whole time is. And, you know, we can make excuses either which way. But what it comes down to is I think Microsoft has done such a bang up job, such an amazing job of selling the Series X since Game Awards on of just the way it's been talking about this new generation. They've been saying all the right things, but somehow they've also had this other track of just making really bizarre, silly decisions involving transparency. Like I feel like they overshare sometimes and they overshare what their plans are going to be. And then all that gets, every single sentence gets, nitpicked apart because they're giving us that to nitpick apart and then they need to just keep taking shit back like this and it's just weird it's just like sometimes just stop stop talking it's okay yeah uh i'm 
I'm kind of sad that like they they're not doing this in a, in an official sense anymore. Like I'm excited for news and all that stuff, but when they announced Xbox 2020, it was such a cool idea, right? Like the, the idea totally. that we're going to get next gen news every single month, and I wish they didn't boggle the announcement of it because it very much seems like they communicated a thing that just wasn't in the books for them or in the cards for them, and they didn't know how to take it back in a way that worked. Because yeah, like. We got that May event, right? That like lines up with their 2020 vision. Cool. Like it wasn't as exciting as we wanted it to be, but still cool that you're doing this, right? That caused us all to speculate for June because we were like, okay, July, boom. First party game, sweet. That must mean in June they're doing their big, they're, they're breaking out the box, right? Xboxing day is I think uh, Jeffy Grub Grub called it. Uh, and that just didn't happen. Whether or not that was because it got delayed and rescheduled, or whether or not that was just a thing they just never had in the books in the in the first place, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the, the way this whole thing kind of kind of panned out strikes me as unfortunate. Like I, I I wish we're getting more from this, but we're still getting news, and so look, I mean, he, thing. the thing that's important to keep in mind here is none of this shit matters at the end of the day. Like when we look back at this next year, two years from now. We're not going to be talking about these decisions. We're going to be talking sure. about like the decisions that they make with the console and where they where they stand. And like, sure, if this ends up being like all the things that le- lead to a downfall, sure, we're going to be looking back at this and being able to point at it and being like, well, here's all the mistakes they made, and this is why all this happened. But all it's going to take is for them to turn us around and turn the world around and sell the idea of Xbox to people. And then it's like, who cares about these like marketing blunders along the way, you know? But at the same yeah. time, it's it's just so. I, I just don't understand. It, it baffles me how some of these decisions are made. Like in a year, the first year we don't have E3, I'm just shocked that it was handled so poorly across the board. And I'm a defender of this summer game fest mess thing uh, mm-hmm. in, in as an idea. And I hope that it continues in the future. And I hope that it gets better and better every year. But it's hard for me to stand by that, uh, seeing how ridiculous this year has been. And how many kind of just like, Head scratchers have come along the way. Yeah, it's wild how getting rid of E3 caused everything to... And I know it's not just getting rid of E3. It, it is also pandemic mess with people's plans. But still, like, everything just feels so... I mean, for lack of a better term, right? Messy, right? To, to give uh, Jeff Grubb some credit, right? Everything just feels messy and all over the place and unsure. And I'm, I'm at the point where I'm kind of tired out by all these different events happening, all these different streams happening. And it's like, when, when, when is the end of it? It seems like there's not going to be an end. I know opening night live is supposed to be the finale, but even past that, we know we're getting another Ubisoft forward. We know we're probably going to get more state plays. We're going to get more Nintendo directs. We're going to get more updates on whatever, uh, because like there's, there was no central place for all that stuff to happen. Um, and like on one hand, I get it. Like, why do we need to stick to one week for this stuff? You know, and, and, and this works better for publishers and developers, but it works better for hand, everyone. Dude, that, we gotta that's, get our my, shit together. that's my, we, we need to get our shit together. But my argument against what you're saying about the, like, I'm tired. is like, dude, we're all tired. And we're all tired when it's E3. You're never more tired than that. And sure. It's like one week getting it out, but it's like that week when you're covering it from the perspective we do, it's fucking hell. And you miss out on so much shit. And it's like, if these developers and publishers would just kind of work together just a little bit more, to spread this out and just i wouldn't be nearly as tired as i am if i knew what was happening next week these yeah. things just pop up out of fucking nowhere there needs to be some type of consistency and then all of a sudden it's going to benefit everybody because you're not going to be comparing every single announcement to the last one as closely because you might be you'll start comparing every ubisoft 
forward to the last Ubisoft forward instead mm-hmm. of to all the other announcements around it because there was one the day before. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. Story number four. AT&T might be changing its mind about selling WB games. This is from Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, owner of studios such as Rocksteady, NetherRealm, and TT Games, is seemingly no longer up for sale. Reports came in last month that parent company AT&T, which acquired Warner Brothers in 2018, was looking to offload its gaming division for about $4 billion in a deal that may include, quote, a commercial licensing agreement where AT&T can continue to, to get revenue from its IP, such as Lego and Harry Potter. Take-Two, Electronic Arts, and Activision Blizzard all initially expressed interest, but no deal followed. And then reports came in that Microsoft had also expressed an interest in acquiring the outfit. Now, however, it seems AT&T has reconsidered the sale, and instead of selling off its gaming concern to help mitigate its debts, uh, instead it is restructuring the organization. In an email to staff CEO Jason Killer, or Jason Killar, Jason Kalar, I'm going to say, because Killer sounds pretty aggressive. Jason Kalar told staff <laughs> Warner Brothers Interactive, quote, remains part of the studios and networks group, end quote. So cool. There's an update for you. Yeah. WB Games is safe for now. I mean, it kind of bums me out, but it's fine. I just, feel, out? I, I just feel like WB Games getting bought up by someone of consequence could have been an exciting thing for the industry. And I do think that it would have pushed some things forward and sh- shaken some things up in a in a way that I want to see, but whatever. At least this means things are safe. Things yeah, are going to stay status quo. That's fine. that's my thing that that makes this uh, fine with me is the fact that all right, WB Games as they operate right now, they do a pretty good job. Like NetherRealm is incredible. Um, uh, Monolith is is great. Or is Monolith even part of WB? I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. But the games that we get from WB in general are good to great, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want that to be like taken over by an ea or an activision per se like yeah if microsoft got them that'd be pretty cool to see how how they would nurture those studios and and see what what direction they'd go with those games but as things stand them remaining with at&t them not being split apart and 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 sold all this stuff um that's okay with me I'm, i'm fine i'm fine with that safety story number five Marvel's Avengers seemingly has exclusive skins for Verizon and Intel customers. This is from Jordan Alleman at IGN. Leaked skins from Marvel's Avengers have resurfaced on Reddit, seemingly tied to promotional collaborations with Verizon, Intel, and Virgin Media. Posted to Reddit by user Smooth4254, the first set of skins boasts a red and white colorway, with the header tags found suggesting that they could be linked to Verizon in the US and Virgin Media in the UK, who both follow a similar color scheme. The second set of skins are more nostalgic in nature, with Thor sporting an old-school fighting helmet and Iron Man donning a weathered set of armor. According to the user, this set, this set may be part of an upcoming collaboration with technology company Intel. In a, re- in a report from ComputerBase, leaked product images were found suggesting that an upcoming series of KA model Intel processors will feature a collaboration with Crystal Dynamics' Avengers game, which may well be where, where these skins stem from. Exclusive elements have become a point of controversy in the lead-up to Marvel's Avengers launch. Most notably, Spider-Man will be an exclusive hero in PlayStation versions of the game, alongside other cosmetic challenges, other other cosmetics and challenges. We've called that we've called that move good for PlayStation, but bad for the players. And this is uh, IGN speaking here. It remains to be seen whether more exclusive elements will appear, but it seems increasingly likely. Tim, what's going on with Mars Marvel's Avengers? Like exclusive I mean, skins for Verizon 
and who Intel. Ca- like this again, it's one of those things where I'm like, who cares really at the end of the day? Like I, I know that the Spider-Man thing matters. Mm-hmm. Exclusive skins and shit. It's like, I, I think that we just need to draw a line as consumers of what do we need to get upset about and what do we need to just kind of just let happen because that's going to be something that, that goes down. I highly doubt that these are going to be skins of consequence. It's just like they're, they're, this is something we've seen forever in games. And yeah, should it change? Sure. But I don't know. I'm not up in arms about this one. I think that the Spider-Man stuff is understandably, understandably a major deal. It is a playable game character in a game that doesn't have that many playable characters and that playable character is undeniably the most famous of the characters like that is a huge issue that you're limiting a player base on skins and stuff it's just like there's going to be so many skins in this game yeah i can see that uh deadman 97 writes in and says hi guys with today's news of marvel's avengers seemingly having more exclusive content where do where do you guys draw the line on a game having too much exclusive content this is the first time we're seeing this much of an exclusivity split between multiple companies and companies such as virgin media who are internet providers in the uk or have i just not noticed it before keep up the good work and keep fucking that chicken and in terms of like video games that do this right like this isn't this isn't a new thing like we, there, there's been the meme forever of Call of Duty and Mountain Dew and Doritos, and that's just like a thing that we've come to accept that some w- with some video games that's gonna happen. I think Marvel's Avengers being a being a game doing that kind of strikes me as like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like I'm on the side of I don't nec- I don't really care too much about any of the exclusivity stuff in Marvel's Avengers because I don't really have that much faith in Marvel's Avengers as a game. Period, and so I'm not. It's hard for me to care that like they're getting exclusive stuff. Uh, on a console or from uh, ISPs or whatever, I do find it kind of weird the extent they're going there. And this is all like alleged, right? Like none of this is confirmed. But I do find it weird that, yeah, like exclusives for people who are Intel customers, people who are Verizon customers, like that seems like a, a bridge. That seems like a bridge too far for me in terms of who's this for? Like why? Like why would you do this? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, com- it comes down to money and it comes down to those licensing partnerships with those companies. Like, they're getting paid off of this. And it's just like, yeah, it, it's not fun and all this stuff should be available to everybody. But like you said, it's been like this forever. And so many games have had this. Kingdom Hearts 3 had, I remember some super bizarre stuff where it's, it wasn't even just pre-order on Amazon. You had to like buy a certain amount of things on Amazon and, and then you get a exclusive keyblade skin or whatever. And it's like, it just reaches a point to me where I'm like, when you, you got to look at each game as it's, as what actually matters to that gameplay experience, to that game experience, not even just gameplay. Cause I get the cosmetics and stuff do mm-hmm. affect your time with the game. But I think with Avengers, there's going to be so many skins and so many customizable options that like, unless this, unless the symbiote suit is exclusive through this shit, I don't know, man. It's going to be yeah. okay. I don't know. I feel like, I see, I'm of the mind that cosmetics do play in to the experience. Not Maybe not as much as, as gameplay, right? Maybe not as much as a, as a whole character. But, you know, be, I, people care a lot about cosmetics. And I feel like the, I mean, to your point about, like, I mean, it's not a, it's not a symbiote suit, right? I think this kind of sets oh, a dangerous precedent. Because, like, there's, the suits they are referencing are suits that are... Um, I'm trying to find it. They find exactly battle damaged the, Iron Man. Yeah, like seriously, that, guys. Somebody is there? Is there a single person in the chat right now that's like, man? Out of all the options I have, I would have went with battle damaged Iron Man. 
he's like it's like he got damaged in battle though. That's cool. That's like Goku after like he gets like hit with a beam. But I just I just feel like, like inevitably there's gonna be a different version of a battle damaged Iron Man that you can choose from. Yeah, and I mean, and, th- and that'll very likely be the case. But like, I don't know. I I feel like this leads down a dangerous path. Like it's, it's it a does. slippery slope situation of like, all right, cool. If be- if if I go to AMC theaters for the next Avengers movie, do I then get the symbiote Spider-Man suit? Or like, what like what is the how, how ridiculous can these deals get? And I feel like for this, this is already kind of starting from a ridiculous place of. Like why are why are these two things being connected? And you're right, it is like a deal. It is them getting money. It is them getting paid by Intel or some kind of partnership happening there um, that is happening behind the scenes that is getting the money. But as a player, I'm like, all right, that's weird. I don't like that at all. Like that just seems like a like a weird arbitrary thing for me um, to not have access to those skins because I'm not an Intel customer. Yeah, but I digress. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's the same shit as you know, pre-order at GameStop and you get this. Pre-order at Amazon, you get that. It's always been shitty. It's always going to be shitty. And like at the end of the day, yeah, we should want that shit to not happen. I just think that we can't conflate the Spider-Man exclusivity and this. And I feel like that is what's happening right now where it's like everyone's just looking at this Avengers game and just being like, this it's the biggest shill thing of all time. And it's just like, okay, some of it, yes. Some of it mm-hmm. is just business as usual. Which should business as usual change? Sure. But it's not going to. <laughs> so... Speaking of business as usual, story number six is our last new story for the day. Uh, Amazon renames Twitch Prime to Prime Gaming. This is Austin Goslin at Polygon. After four years, Twitch Prime is no more. Instead, the premium version of Twitch membership has been renamed to Prime Gaming to better fit within the lineup of Amazon's other Prime services. Twitch Prime is part of the many benefits Amazon Prime members get, including Prime Music and Prime Video, but because it because it had a completely different name, Twitch Prime didn't exactly fit into the company's standard uh, benefits list and didn't have the same association those other products and subscriptions have. With the new Prime Gaming name, the service should fit right into a list of Amazon Prime benefits. Other, other than the name, nothing else about the service is changing. Uh, Prime Gaming will offer the same free games and in-game exclusive items as Twitch Prime and the free subscription to one Twitch channel a month that many Prime members and streamers enjoy. Prime Gaming members can visit the services page on Amazon to see all, in, all the in-game benefits that are currently available. So there you go. An update for you. Wait, what's Prime Music? Is that a thing? It's that, like like... The, yeah, it's like the music service. It's like Spotify for Amazon. Does it work well? I mean, it works as well as any. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I've heard it's pretty. Fun. I mean, it like, works as well about... as Prime Video does. Huh. And I, I don't know if this is the switch, but Amazon used to sell like digital music, and so I imagine they just they that does. stuff in with Amazon. They still do. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine they somehow fusion it, like Dragon Ball Z fusion, huh? Kind of thing. There we go. Now, I like, now the about a Dragon Ball reference. Wait, do you think there's a uh, dance involved, or is it more of like oh, a there's de- thing? I mean, it's music, Kevin. Of course, there's a dance involved. Are you kidding me? Obviously, thank you. <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm really excited to see what Amazon Prime Gaming, whatever it's called, is. Unless Tim, did you have did you have a take on it? No, I uh, everything froze for me for to... a second, but now I'm back. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Tim, mm-hmm. the future of Amazon Prime Gaming is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today we got Twist and Bounce on Switch, Miracle Sudoku on PC and Mac, Mecha Destruction on PC, Toy Tanks on PC, Meal Mates for PC and Mac, 
Infernal Radiation for PC, Adventure Mosaics, Small Islanders for PC and Mac, and then new dates for you. Uh, PUBG's next update has a new date. This latest patch arrives on August 19th for PC for uh, and August 27th for console in Stadia. Players that are excited to try the new content before launch can hop on the PC test server this Wednesday, August 12th. And then Remedy is premiering the first 15 minutes of Control's AWE DLC this Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Now it's time for Reader Mail. You can write in patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Quip. Let's talk about brushing our teeth. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a size-down version designed for kids. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth teeth actually need and none that they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps you clean in between. I like that rhyme so much. Quip brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder that when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. We're also brought to you by Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Fun and Games Daily in Sweden. They don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. Uh, Pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. Get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved to your wish list. It's always always good to shop smarter and save money. And then you can also create and share wish lists of items with your friends and family from anywhere online. It's a fun, easy way to show what kind of products you like. Tim loves how easy it is to find what you're looking for and get set up. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online on the one app and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish, for shopping. Tim. Yes. A Quirk of Fate writes in to Patreon.com says, Kind of Games and says, After this week's Spider-Man news and Emron alluding to more possible Sony-exclusive announcements in the pipeline, do you think that third-party exclusive content could be one way PlayStation may be trying to stall the industry uh, move towards crossplay? Something Sony has always been resistant to. Tim, do you think do you think Spider-Man is, is a ploy <laughs> from the crossplay future? You know, I don't, but I do think that's a, an interesting perspective to bring up because, in a lot of ways, it it will have an inequity when it comes to just gaming across different consoles right where if there is exclusive content of consequence 
like a Spider-Man or exclusive maps in a first-person shooter or whatever it is, it does kind of limit the matchmaking abilities between the two consoles and having that equity between them to make sure that the experience is balanced and fair across both. There's ways to figure that out and to have a type of like meta balance, but I think that that's all extra work that the developers aren't going to want to have to do. And some of them will, but depending on what type of game it is, I, I think that it reaches a point of it just not being worth it and to, you know, fix everything to make crossplay work. So instead, just kind of not have it. And so that could be a thing of because Sony's doing this exclusive stuff that will prohibit some games from having crossplay in the future. So that is unfortunate. Yeah. I don't necessarily see it as Sony being like, hey, let's get the, the exclusive agreement for exclusive content so that way they developers can't implement crossplay. i feel like that is such a roundabout way of doing it and it's probably easier for sony to go like hey we'll pay you money for, to not do crossplay," which i also don't think they would do um i do think this is them trying to figure out ways to make people play on their console right like crossplay with with, with crossplay becoming more and more of a standard as the years go that is one less of a reason to stick to one platform and that is the exact thing that PlayStation wants you to do. They want you to stay and stick to their ecosystem and stick to the platform. Like having having friend groups that all play on PlayStation, right? Like that is a that is a positive thing uh, for not, not people to evangelize. It it keeps people buying the next game on that yes. system. Exactly. And so, like, I I think with with crossplay being more and more of a thing, I think that then lends PlayStation to go. All right, how? What are ways we can keep people on our platform? What are ways we can sell people on the PlayStation experience? What are ways that we can that we can get people to buy this game on PlayStation when they possibly could and down the line end up playing with their friends um, on other platforms? And yeah, like exclusive content is part of that, right? Like ex- exclusive games do that, but like there, for for companies and businesses, right? You want to figure out as many ways to monetize as possible, or as many as many different avenues into your ecosystem as possible for the player and for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And that I I feel like for PlayStation in their pro- in their thought process, that has to go beyond just exclusive games. Like that has to go beyond the first party PlayStation games. And part of that, and this has always been the case, part of that is exclusive content within games right like we get we we saw the call of duty thing last year with the spec ops mode having like a specific playstation um playstation exclusive i think it was a playstation exclusive mode within spec ops or map or something like that um that's been a thing that's been around forever and like the spider-man thing isn't necessarily new in the grand scheme i think it strikes us as weird or or gross in contrast to how Microsoft is doing things and like I think Starks is weird when you look at at Avengers and what the future of Avengers might be and like uh, the Avengers game spe- specifically and like what we want that game to be. Like I think it's weird in that in in those aspects, but from the Sony as a business side, like this all lines up. I don't necessarily think that it has to I don't necessarily think this is a direct attack on crossplay, but it is it is it is part of the narrative of how do we get people in our in our, in our ecosystem. And so yeah. It all lines up for me. Definitely. In that sense. Now it is time to squad up. Alex writes in with a squad up on PS4 and says, Hi guys, with Fall Guys being the new hot multiplayer game at the moment, I was hoping for I was hoping some of the kind of funny best friends would join me in in having some fun and getting some of those sweet crowns. I live in the <laughs> UK, so it might be hard to match times, but hit me up and we can sort something out. Alex is on PS4 at D underscore UK underscore dead man. Again, that is D as in dog underscore UK as in the territory underscore dead man. 
So there you go. Add Alex. Play some Fall Guys. Have a good old time. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, Nanobiologist says Aeon is pronounced Eon. And I think that's a you're wrong from Friday. <laughs> now that I'm reading it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. A lot of added elements. Nanobiologist adds some context here and says, Jeffy Grub Grub said on Twitter that the Xboxing event is in the next two weeks. We shall see. I think he changed that and said three weeks. Did he say three? If I remember I mean, seeing he said two, and then he did a follow-up tweet that said three. So I, I think it just so means August. August. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Groovy News says, Blessing was right. Monolith Productions is owned by WB Games, acquired in 2004. Thank you. I thought so, but I was like, man, I... It's it, one of the it's weird one of ones. Mornings. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it is one of those weird ones where you don't hear monolith talked about that much, and then also it's one of those mornings where I feel like my brain is still catching up with the fact that it's Monday and we're coming off the weekend. And so there you go. Um, kind of Stephen wrote in with this, and I almost included this in the show proper, but it didn't feel worth it. Um, but kind of Stephen adds, "What do you guys think of the Chipotle deal getting the warehouse demo in Tony Hawk One Plus Two if you buy the Tony Hawk burrito?" <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna be real. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about like stupid shitty shady things. <laughs> <laughs> I, the Tony Hawk demo is one of the more bizarre exclusivity things I've ever seen, where you only get the demo if you pre-ordered the digital version. So I pre-ordered the physical version. Oh, no. I pre-ordered a $100 version of this game that comes with a skateboard, and I don't get the demo. I mean, I'm going to get it through PR stuff, but it's frustrating that people out there are not going to get their hands on this demo that have actually pre-ordered the game. So the only ways to get it are to pre-order digitally or to go to chipotle and get the tony hawk burrito <laughs> the first uh, this and this only the first two thousand orders as i understand it that get to receive the demo from the chipotle thing uh which is why i didn't include it because i was gonna put in deals of the day but i'm like what are the chances that by the time you're listening to this they're gonna be one of the first two thousand people who order chipotle uh to get the tony hawk demo but yeah it's weird and again like i don't know we're at a weird time right now where like I don't, I don't remember video game deals being this weird since last generation. Like I feel like all of it is kind of coming, coming uh, uh, back right now because we're at the end of the generation and we got new consoles coming up and there's so much happening. And yeah, like this Chipotle crossover is, I don't know if it's if it's weirder than the than the Verizon Intel stuff with Avengers, but it's in the same realm of like why, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> why? why, 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 why is this happening? I don't like it. Uh, but that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. This week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Tuesday, it's me and Imran. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and Greg. And then Friday, it's Greg and Rihanna from What's Good Game. So get hey. hyped for that. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. Mm-hmm.